This is a Kirkendall Barrett presentation, darling. <laughs> Dad is dead. There is a dog. You bought strawberries. <laughs> Who do you think you are? You buy homemade bread? What are you, QAnon? What makes him happy? Uh, Not being in this movie? Not being in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> a lifetime of Hallmark. Well, hello, everybody. It is your favorite day of the week. It's time for another episode of A Lifetime of Hallmark, where we talk about your favorite movies on both Lifetime and the Hallmark Channel and try to make sense of them. I am Les Kirkendall Barrett. Hello, Jason Bowers. Hello, Les Kirkendall Barrett. And hello, Kurt Fitzpatrick. Hello, Les Kirkendall. Oh, excuse me. Let me do that again. Hello, Les Kirkendall Barrett, and hello, Jason Bowers. Hello, hello. And and, and your voice is still changing. You know what? That's funny. <laughs> this is actually you know what? I got I kind of got in my head. I kinda, like for a second, you know, this is like an actor thing. What happens sometimes? You know, I kind of got in my head. Like I was thinking I might make a mistake saying it, and there I did. <laughs> but this is this is actually our second our second take anyway because take number one I froze. So, but you didn't I'm, freeze. The connection froze. In this case, Kurt kind of yeah. froze. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, true. Kirk got stage fright fright you had. I I more had the um, the acting error, or we could say the broadcasting error. Oh, broadcasting, because we are broadcasters. Oh, yes. Yes. Well, the Christmas season is here on Lifetime and the Hallmark Channel. Mm -hmm. The Christmas movies have started in full swing. Yeah. 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 In full suckiness. Yes. Well, you know what? Give it away. You know what? Though so, I'm wondering if maybe they they're starting out since we are pre Thanksgiving. Maybe maybe they're starting out with their more lackluster movies. I don't think that would be a good strategy, though, because I would think that if you're trying to get the word out remind people like hey we're a destination for this look how great we are you don't want to put something that you aren't confident in being good you want to put something good out front so people are like oh yeah that's right hallmark we gotta start watching these hallmark movies again well you hallmark you noticed hallmark. i didn't know if, on your tv because I, I didn't know what your well like what your cable network is mm-hmm. But on mine, they are really pushing that Jordan Sparks movie. Oh, yeah. that That's Hallmark doing that. That's not the cable operator doing that. They are really – they – I think every Jordan commercial – I think every other commercial was that yeah. ad. Well, that I think movie. that's all – that's their next big one. That's this weekend, I believe. Right. But, yeah. But this but, one – the what, Jordan Sparks? What is the name of the one we okay. watched? Oh, Next Stop Christmas. Or, yes. Yeah. Well, I was going to say uh, their, their, their ad could be Hallmark. We show our shitty holiday movies in November. Yeah, you know, like to clear your palate. <laughs> Stay tuned. Because you know how, like. You can appreciate the December ones. Because you know how, like, in movie theaters, they show all mm-hmm. of the shitty movies in January? Right. But they. But that's because they know no one is going to the theater. This is Hallmark wanting to advertise, hey, come watch our network this entire season. They're not going to put something out that they aren't confident is going to bring people in. You know what? You know where they dropped the ball? They should have (laughs) Michael J. J. Fox in this movie, too. Uh, Do you mean the eight ball? 
Uh, true, the eight ball. They, 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 they uh, right. Oh, because yeah, there was um. <laughs> This, that's a, a cocaine reference. That, that's a, dr- a drug reference. It, the, this movie, Next Stop yeah. Christmas on Hombrock, and we'll get into it as we start talking about it, but they oh, were, talking about. were talking so fast throughout the entire movie. Not a single beat of this movie had a moment to breathe. None. And the scary thing is, is towards the end of the movie, I started like... I understood it because at first I had to really like listen mm-hmm. and then towards the end of the movie, I guess I get used to it because <laughs> it, it just ca- kind of normalized it. I think just yeah, at I the end, there were some beats where they, they, it wasn't as frenetic where maybe they were fi- They finally figured out the rhythm in the last, you know, fifth of, mo- of the movie. Right. Well, the actors, the actors are probably in a hurry. They just wanted to get through this and get out. <laughs> Yeah, or yeah. there was a director. All the, the the director. The only thing the director knew how to do is faster, faster. Yeah. Well, that is a faster. comedy note that is given a lot. Is faster, faster is funnier, and that's true to yeah. a point. But it, when you when you're getting mm. so fast that it's it seems insane and it doesn't feel grounded anymore, that's what this movie felt like. Is they were just t- they were trying to fit in so much dialogue and useless Ugh. exposition and and pointless. Uh, plot diversions and ugh. Right. Right. Yeah, it's like Aaron Sorkin wrote it or something like that. It's a, you know, dense dialogue. But, but he even, didn't. Even clearly. on Aaron Sorkin, like, there's there's <laughs> moments where stuff breathes. They're not speaking at a rapid movie, pace in every moment. That movie, The Social Network, I think it was yeah. called, I remember that was like dialogue, dialogue, dialogue. There was only like one little scene that, that was where it actually like rested. You oh, could yeah. take a Breath and whatnot, which well, I I like that movie. Yeah. I love well, that movie. Well, they say that all of Shonda Rhimes' TV shows have like the Shonda Rhimes mm-hmm. rhythm, where it's a little faster, but you can still understand them. Yeah, and yeah. again, there there are beats in those shows where they're more dramatic and they're taking the time. Same Gilmore Girls, Amy Sherman Palladino, who does uh, Gilmore and uh, Mrs. Maisel. The, it's it's rapid dialogue, but then there's beats where okay, we're gonna talk now and take it in. Right. And have a real conversation. Not well, this movie. I was, I was an extra on Miss Basil. <gasps> oh my god, you met Midge? No. I didn't meet anybody, oh. but actually, I, I, I didn't get to be on... I was on the set, but they didn't actually put me in the shot. But I looked out the bus window and I saw people from the cast. I love so. Midge. <laughs> that was alright. That's what I'm coming back outside. to. They, they mm-hmm. put me in the whole outfit. I got, I got dressed up in the whole... Are there photos of Alpha this? Era. I think I have photos of that. Yeah, but they—that'd be good for our, our Instagram. From yeah. a couple years ago. Yes. Um, but they didn't actually put me in the shot. Yeah, it's yeah, it's it, pay me. That's good that you got paid. Speaking of getting paid, you got mm-hmm. any Black China news? Doing a piece of yeah. China, China, China. I'm talking China. The Black China Report. Here's Kurt Fitzpatrick. Dailymail.co.uk. It's a very reliable source for Black China news. Black China showcases her killer curves in a nearly see-through Fendi <laughs> cat suit while performing at celebrity uh, boxing event in Atlantic City. So she was oh. in New Jersey, oh. my hometown, where I am right now. Uh, while uh, patrons gathered to see a celebrity boxing showdown, Black China put on a show of her own. 
in a skin-tight Fendi catsuit. The 33-year-old oh. former partner of Rob Kardashian performed in the ring at the boxing event, which was held at the Showboat Hotel in Atlantic City on Saturday evening. This is what? This was last... Um, it looks like it was last Saturday evening. Uh, though no big names faced off in the ring, the event tapped the likes of Black China to appear, as well as Reverend Run's son, Jojo Simmons. All kinds of pictures in here. You see, uh, Black China is a full-figured woman. Who who was um, boxing? Kirby model. What's that? Who were the celebrities that were boxing? Uh, I don't know if they say that, but it does say the curvy model, real name Angela White, was seen showcasing her killer curves in a rib Fendi cat suit, which she wore with a pair of Chanel sneakers. Her ever-changing hair uh, was styled in a short bob, and she rocked bedazzled glasses, serving oh. a look that that seemed loosely reminiscent of Edna Mose from The Incredibles. Uh, <laughs> <China>. <laughs> um, <laughs> do you get that reference Kurt? did you see the incredibles i've i've, ne- I've never seen it oh I, my I, god I, I, i've never seen it Kurt, Kurt like yeah, do yourself right now uh, go and google edna from the incredibles Kurt, and oh then just god, picture yeah. black china dressed like that you gotta okay. google it right now i'm looking it up right now so edna from Edna the, the Incredible. Yeah, this is yeah. Edna the Incredible. Sorry, here we go. Okay. This is live Googling. Let's see. I see. Yeah, yeah. She's, yeah, it does. She does look like her a little bit. Oh, yeah. she does? Wow. Okay. Oh. Well, I, let me see. I mean, kind of checks. Yeah, because her hair, her hair is like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, it's, okay. It's, it's, it's probably a wig, but yeah, she does look like that a little bit. Is this Linda, um, Linda Hunt? She, the, the, uh, no, it's not Linda Hunt that does the voice, but uh, it does look a little bit like Linda Hunt. Yeah. So imagine okay, anyone Linda listening, Hunt. imagine Linda Hunt, Linda. but dressed as Black China. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I love Linda Hunt. All right. So uh, let's see. So, so China spiced things up as she wrapped her song Thick featuring designer with two eyes. And was surrounded by a slew of curvy ladies who oh. she seductively, who she seductively, yeah, I see there's a picture here of these, these, um, these ladies. And yeah, she seductively uh, danced upon during some, some parts. At one point, she, she did a bit of twerking and showed off a glimpse of her backside in the nearly see-through number. Yeah, wow, this is quite a, quite a scene. There's lots of photos here, so you want to check out dailymail.co.uk and a lot going on I, I'm looking at, the, at, at her as Edna right now. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. No, a, a crowd of uh, people ringside seemed to enjoy her performance as they hyped her up and recorded the number with, her, with their cell phones. The event was presented by Bitcoin Rodney with Rich Dollars, a celebrity referee, and appearances from Jojo Simmons, Peter Guns doing a night of exciting fights and special musical performances. And then, then it goes on about the... Um, the legal issues, but the it's it's definitely the, the the main point here is what she was wearing, what it's she was a, doing. It's so wild to me oh, that they talk about her performing at a celebrity boxing match, but never once tell us who these celebrities that are boxing are. No, right. I should. I didn't know there'd be interest. I I should look that up. Well, because when you hear celebrity boxing, it's like, okay, who is it? Like, you know. Let me see. I, I'm gonna try to find out. Like, like two two TV stars from the '80s. It's or, well, it's always know, gonna be boxing. someone that's like maybe a little bit unstable that's already in the public eye, like an an Aaron Carter or something like that. Like Joey Lawrence, or like you know, I think Joey Lawrence is considered yeah, unstable. Here's one here. I think this is it here. Joey Lawrence. You think he'd be involved in this? No. 
Baby Aaron Carter would definitely be involved in it. Oh my god, I think I think Aaron Carter is here. See, yeah, Aaron awesome. Carter does those all the time. So does Lamar. Um, oh, this is from June 11th, but there, it was Lamar Odom versus <gasps> Aaron Carter. It was. Okay. He pro- he hyped that fight on Wendy Williams. <laughs> but that was June. June. So I'm trying to see who it who it was, who actually was in the boxing match last weekend in Atlantic City. Anybody who knows, call in. <laughs> Let's see. I'm to to see the phone the phone number know. that we don't have. I, I, I know, know my friend I, I, Samaj I listens. Samaj, if you're listening and you know, shoot me a message. Let let, let me know. Speaking of inquiring it minds here, Marla Wayans. I I have a question for for Les. Yeah, you know, we've talked about Wendy Williams a lot on this show. What is going on with her right now? Because she, she hasn't returned okay, to her show yet. For, she hasn't they had a season premiere. Right. They they keep on saying that she's ill but they're not giving many details and they keep on giving dates. Like she was originally supposed to come back in September. Mm-hmm. Then she, they said October 4th. Mm-hmm. Then they said October 18th. Mm-hmm. Now they're saying that she won't be back until December. And when, you know, by the time December comes around, why bother? Cause what, you have two weeks and then it's vacation. Yeah, I, I wonder if, uh, if, if her health is in worse shape than she had been letting on, or if this is yeah. somehow a contract negotiation, maybe a combination uh, of the two. I think it's health because they have shown picture like tabloid pictures of her being carted around in a wheelchair. Mm. But I'm getting, I'm getting very disgruntled and she better come back because get this. Sherry Shepard was the guest host last week mm-hmm. for an entire week, and the ratings with Sherry Shepard were better than the ratings with Wendy. Well, I mean, she was on The View for many years. It's it, you know, she certainly has a daytime following. And because I watched it, Sherry Shepard did a great job, as did Leah Remini the week before. So, Wendy, you better come back. Yeah, I think I got the information. It looks like it's Peter Guns versus Mike Tyson Davis. Do we know who these people are? Mike Tyson Davis. I don't know. This is Mike wow. Tyson. It says Peter Guns versus Mike Tyson Davis, and that's who is at Mike Tyson. celebrity. Mike somebody Tyson. with the name Mike Tyson. He's he's, gotta, he's you know, likely not at all related to the Mike Tyson boxer that we all know. He's likely yeah. somebody named for him. This is some celebrity. Wow, I would be afraid. Event. I'd be afraid to get hit by someone named Peter Guns because his arms are probably like really like Popeye arms. Like, or, or maybe he just brings a gun in the ring. No, right? <laughs> That's cheating. If they do like obscure podcasters uh, boxing, I'm not going to take part because I'm afraid I get punched in the face. Yeah, I don't know that yeah, that would I... be a draw. Well. That's, well, that's probably why I haven't had any Well, what if, though, you were in a boxing match with a Hallmark star that we've disparaged? Such I as? From, from I, a movie that made us mad. So you, like, you'd be like hyped up because it's a movie that pissed us off. Oh. I could go up against uh, David Rosen. We could... Uh, oh, not my friend David Rosen. Well, he might kick my ass. We don't know. I'm saying for the, you know, box it's a podcast or boxing match. Oh. Who would I go up against? I probably would go against David. We're probably about the same like height, so. 
Oh well, David. If <laughs> no, but I don't. I'm now. I know. I, I don't know why I'm selling this. I think it's a bad idea. David, if you're listening. Anywho, speaking of making you mad, well, this <laughs> the movie didn't make me mad. It made me a little mad. The the movie had me scratching my head a lot. <laughs> should we I kind plug? Of, should we plug David's podcast since we just mentioned? Yes, it? of course. Yeah. What's what's the name of this podcast? I can't remember. Uh, oh, it's uh, pieces, something like that. Picking up the pieces. <laughs> Sorry, I don't yeah. have it in front of me. No, it's it. it. And he talks about movies. Yeah. Yeah, you gotta. I'm looking it up right now. Oh, piecing it together. Yes. David Rosen. Thank there you. you go. There you go. Okay. Okay. Yes. Listen to that podcast. David Rosen is a great guy, and he's done this podcast a few times. Mm-hmm. So yes, give it a listen. He's one of our podcast friends. Hmm. Uh, um. So, shall we get into? Shall we pull the bandaid off? Yeah, sure. I, I should, before we get into this uh, Hallmark movie, Next Stop Christmas, uh, I should preface that one of my favorite movies of all time is Back to the Future. Mine too. And so, and when when you sold this too. to us as it's a time travel movie on Hallmark uh, that happens to feature Christopher Lloyd and Leah Thompson, my antenna were already up. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know about you, but when I saw the name, I was kind of like, oh, my God, this is going to be like, I got a little excited. You're like, you know, like, oh, my God, this is going to be good. No, I was, I was more uh, cautious. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, Back to the Future is one of my uh, favorite movies as well. And I love Christopher Lloyd. When Christopher mm-hmm. Lloyd is good, he's, he's really good. Yeah. Um, uh, he's good in this, sure. Yeah. Well, This movie kind of wanted to be Back to the Future and Quantum Leap and... Oh, it did have a little Quantum Leap quality to it. You're right. You know, because... R.I.P. Dean Stockwell, by the way. Oh, R.I.P. Dean Stockwell. I love Blue Velvet. (laughs) Is Dean Stockwell in that or is that just a non sequitur? (laughs) He was in Blue Velvet. Okay. Yeah. He was. But um, <laughs> this movie yeah, was... change the subject, but... Uh, right. I love Blue Velvet. Yeah, This okay. movie was a lot. Yeah. It was a lot it of things. A, it was a lot. Yeah, my, my theory <laughs> is they were trying to do... Like, trying to do so much that rather than edit their script and edit the footage that they had, they just tried to throw it all in as quickly as possible. Right. So, we start off. We're in a hospital. Our our heroine is very busy, and she's saving lives. She's a surgeon. And so, she's very busy, very busy. The surgery is a success, and she takes her surgical mask off, and it's Colleen from Young and the Restless. Oh. Yes. Who knew? Not so, me. it's Christmas time. It's Christmas, like her phone, so it's Christmas time, her phone keeps on ringing, it's a picture of her dad, who I thought was kind of sexy and had a good head of hair, and so, so she keeps on ignoring the phone, and then her mom and sister call, and her mom is Marty McFly's mother. 
Leah Thompson. Back to the Future. Also known yes. as Caroline in this city. Yes. And she was naked in all the right moves. And the duck. Oh, yeah. Howard some, the duck. Some kind of wonderful. Yes. Some kind of wonderful. Yeah, she did Remember? several like John Hughes movies and those kind of things. Howard the duck. Anyway. Is that the... <laughs> It was that song by Thomas Dolby. I remember he did the music for Howard, um, Howard the Duck. All I remember is Holly Robinson, I think, was in Howard the Duck as well. Wow. I've actually Tim, never seen it. Tim Robbins. You've never seen, seen Howard the Duck? I no. thought it, Well, there was a time on cable that they'd play it like 50 times a day, like on HBO or one of those shows. That's where I saw it, yeah. Tim it, Robbins is in it. It was like when he was like really young. It was like one of his first movies. Isn't that one of the top ten worst movies ever made? I think seriously. Um, it didn't do well. It didn't do wonders for Lee Thompson's movie career, unfortunately. Well, but what are you going to do? But I, as I was saying before the before before we started taping, she's very pretty, mm-hmm. and then she she's sixty, and I was like, oh my god, yeah. like for sixty, she looks great. Um, yeah. Because she pretty much looks the same. And you can tell that she hasn't had a lot of work done, if any. I think she's had good work done. Okay, which, nothing wrong with good work. She still looks like herself, Yes, if that makes any sense. Mm -hmm. Because there's some of these people that they don't look like themselves anymore. Mm -hmm. Jennifer Grey. Yeah, she still looks like herself. Yeah. So then, right, nobody puts baby in a corner. No, she she walks out of the corner. We can't recognize her anymore. So then her mom and sister are on the phone and they're asking her if she is coming home for Christmas. But her answer is, I'm very busy. Because, you know, she's a Hallmark heroine, so she's very busy. So then we find out that her parents are actually getting divorced. And they said the word. They didn't they didn't dance around it. They came right out and said that Leah Thompson and the the guy that Leslie said a good head of hair, they're getting a divorce. Well, you know, now that Winnie Cooper is leaving and it's going to be an all new Hallmark, maybe, you know, that's part of it. That man looked like Tim Allen and Treat Williams had a baby and the baby had that disease where you age really quickly. (laughs) I thought he looked like a poor man's Beau Bridges. I like or Jeff Bridges. Bridges well, I like Jeff Bridges. Yeah, he looks man's? like a poor man's Jeff Bridges. Because I like Jeff oh, Bridges. Oh, poor man's Jeff Bridges. Okay. Yeah. Bo, uh, that's this is me. Bo Bridges is a poor man's Jeff Bridges. Uh-huh. I don't mean, Bo Bridges is cool. He's cool. I like him. I met Jeff He's Bridges once. He's a very good actor. <laughs> he was very cute, yeah. Jeff Bridges. <laughs> that's nice. I'm just, yeah. So, so then um, Angie who was Colleen from Young and the Restless, our heroine, was talking to mm-hmm. her best friend, her best surgeon friend, her, her best sassy surgeon friend, Sabrina. Yeah. And they were drinking hard liquor. That was another thing pretty oh, early yeah. on in the movie. Like, they haven't fully avoided that in Hallmark movies, but usually it's like wine or champagne. You rarely see them imbibing in real spirits. Oh, no. But they, they were having surgery and they were knocking them back. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then... Angie starts talking about her ex-boyfriend who got away and he's like the newscaster in New York. And so he's all over the place and 
It's almost like he's tormenting her because it's everywhere. There's posters everywhere. Kind of like me and the TV show Hacks. <laughs> that was tormenting me. Because I auditioned for Hacks and I oh, didn't right. get it. What role? The, her assistant. Oh. The, the role that uh, Carl Clemens Hopkins is playing? Yes. Okay. And, and so I didn't get it. Fine. We all know that's just part of the deal. But fucking everybody started talking about that goddamn TV show. There were billboards everywhere. There was a billboard. Like, I could walk out of my house and see a billboard. Yeah. And it's like, fuck you, Gene Smart. Stop tormenting me. It's not her fault. And I like you, Gene Smart. It's not her fault. Isn't that a Gene? I do like Gene Smart. Gene Smart is, and Gene Smart is one of my favorite actors. Yeah. So I knew how Angie felt. Yeah. So, so then Angie uh, checked, or no, Sabrina, you could tell that they were trying to be with it and very 2021 because Sabrina's like, they're talking about the guy and Sabrina's like, I'll check his status. Mm-hmm. And so then uh, she goes, not only were they knocking him back, they decided to have more. So, like, I guess it was Lindsay's turn, or no, it was it was Angie's turn to get the next round. So, Angie goes to get the next round, and as she's ordering her drinks, she bumps into Will from Days of Our Lives. Wow. Sammy's son. He's Sammy's son. Oh. And I didn't so, know this. But, but his name is Ben mm-hmm. in this movie. And so, Benly. we find out that Ben... Ben has actually been in town for like six months without calling her, which is a problem because her and Ben were basically best friends growing up to the point that when they were kids, Ben's parents died and her parents, exactly. And so her parents kind of took him in. That's how close they were. And so, so we find out that Ben is a lawyer, but he's corporate law, mm-hmm. but he had always wanted to do family law. And, and Ben but, is straight. Hmm. Okay, so here's the deal. On yeah. Days of Our Lives, he is a gay character on Days of Our Lives. Well, my, my, I had, uh, my friend was watching the movie with me again last night and he started just like Googling him and like found his Facebook page. He's like, Oh, this guy's gay and woke as fuck. And let's not make fun of Will Horton because he did save the world because he did catch one of the Alamanian jewels when the Alamans were going to blow up the world. Yeah. It's one. So, so, you know, what? No. Do I want to ask about this? Beyond Salem, the spinoff of days of our lives. Will Horton helped save the world. Oh, well, I guess we should be grateful. Because he was working with the ISA with Agent Billy Reed, Lisa Renna. ISA. A lot of information. This is even more exposition than this movie had. Right. Well, the ISA, the spies. I'm afraid to ask for more details because it's a The International Service Agency. Because on General Hospital, so on Days of Our Lives, there's there's mm-hmm. the ISA, and on General Hospital, it's the WSB, the World Service Bureau. Mm-hmm. That I know. Not knew. to be confused with the evil spies, the DVX. Well, I have opinions about this 
than character, but I don't want to give anything away yet. Oh, okay. I did like his beard. Oh, he Ben was cute. Ben was very cute. Yeah. Both both the yeah. guy, Ben and Tyler, the sportscaster guy, they were both very cute. Yes. And this I'm, is what I'm I liked about... He has a beard. And the husband and the sister. Sabrina. This is what I loved about Sabrina, and we needed to have more Sabrina in this movie, actually. Mm-hmm. Because I love the part... So he's hanging out with his friends, and he's like, hey, do you guys want to hang out with us? And Angie's like, well, no, I'm going to go. And Sabrina's like, I'll stay and hang out with you. Mm -hmm. And she's changed. They should have brought – this is how they could have had more Sabrina in this movie and made the movie a little bit better is they could have had – instead of that Chloe character, they could have had Sabrina do the thing that they had Chloe do. Right, like they could have been like best friends back in. Well, no, know. that's not. I mean, the thing, the the task that they use Chloe for later in the movie. Right, but they could have had it hmm. that Angie and, and Sabrina were like best friends as younger. Yeah, and now they work too. together. Yeah. yeah. So, Angie's being a drip. She goes. Well, I guess she's not being a drip because she did like you know have an eight-hour surgery and save someone's life and knock back a few martinis. So I guess it is okay that she's a little tired. What kind of surgery was going on? Look, like there's some kind of back surgery. We only yeah. got to see a little bit of this surgery. They're removing like a really tragic tramp stamp. Ah. What were they doing? They're removing a really tramp tragic tramp stamp. Oh, that's important. <laughs> so she goes to, so Angie goes to the train station and she gets who's a there? ticket, and who's gonna se- who's gonna sell her her ticket? Doc, Christopher Lloyd. Yeah. Yes. Jim Ignatowski. Mm. Yeah, and and his first movie was One Floor of the Cuckoo's Nest. He was great in that movie. So and now he's in this. But you know what? I I I I was telling you guys earlier, Christopher Lloyd has been divorced four times, which to me explains why he's in this movie. But good for him. At like 82, oh, 83, okay. he's still working. Yeah. Does he have like little kids? I don't know. Did you know how sometimes it, it, in Hollywood again. marriages, you know, yeah. in Hollywood marriages, you know, you can be 70 and have a two-year-old. What? And he, you know, it may not even be a thing of, you know, paying alimony or anything like that. It might just be he needs to do one or two movies a year just to keep his insurance. His insurance, yeah. Like I That's heard a wild thing. story last week that I didn't know that – um Maya Bialik, uh, before she was doing the Big Bang Theory, she mm-hmm. she wasn't really acting. She was focusing on because she like got her PhD in something. She's really smart and she was yeah. So she wasn't going to act anymore, but her uh, insurance was running out. She's like, oh, well, just like go and do some auditions, maybe do a couple of jobs, and and like just you know hit my my minimums to get my pension. And they sent me out in this audition, and I ended up booking it, and then it became a series regular. And it totally transformed my life. And oh, now wow. I'm hosting Jeopardy. I um, I saw her at BookCon a couple years ago. But I was going to say, Christopher Lloyd, imagine the residuals that this guy gets piling on. He's got Back to the Future movies, the Addams Family movies, and oh, Who Framed Roger that. Rabbit. True. I mean, he must have made, at least on Back to the Future, he must make like six figures a year. From residuals. I don't know if features make the residuals the way because I think features pay more upfront. 
and the they and they, and they don't rerun as much as say a, a if you're a, a cast member on Friends, for instance. That's a show that went for ten seasons, twenty two episodes a season, and it airs five days a week in countries around the world. Like that's a show that you make a lot of residuals. But right. the warden in um, Shawshank Redemption said he was he made six figures a year for ten years. Well, that's because TNT shows it five times a day. They do. Back <laughs> to the Future gets shown all the time, <laughs> and he got two of them: the Adams Family, right, from Roger Rabbit. Yeah. Maybe he makes money on Taxi still. I got my residuals. But you know, divorce is very expensive. Oh, I, I'm telling you, that's that's. That's probably a big reason why he keeps working. He's got like six projects like in the works. The man hey. won't stop. I won't yeah. stop. Oh, so so he she's getting a ticket from him, and then he utters the through line of the movie. You know how they have like a pithy saying. So his saying was, "Sometimes what we want is not what we need." And I'm like, oh, "There's the through line of the movie." What we want is not what we need. I still want it. Right. So then she gets like this, she gets this old tiny looking ticket, like a golden ticket. And she gets on the train and she falls asleep. I, I like that when she's getting on the train, she hands the ticket to the conductor who looks at it, doesn't recognize why the ticket looks so weird, but lets her on the train anyway. Like she could have been yeah. a terrorist. And he's like, yeah, go ahead. Because he's probably like, this is the end of my shift. I just want to go home. It's cold. This ticket looks insane like you created it in Photoshop five minutes before you came here and printed it on your Epson. But sure, get on the train. I am off in five minutes. and I I see that guy working. (laughs) I've worked a 12-hour day. I am off in five minutes. Just go. And I I don't see you or your ticket. I don't care if you hand me a piece of construction paper. Oh, bookmark? All right, head on the train. <laughs> so then she gets on the train. Mm-hmm. She falls asleep. And she wakes up, and the train looks a little old-fashioned. Yeah. And it's and decorated for Christmas. They've got, like, garland yeah. hanging inside the train. Yes. <laughs> Garlic? Garland. Garland. Oh. Garland. Yeah, different. they've got garlic to keep away the vampires. Yeah, you know. And her hair was different. Vampires. Oh, I didn't notice the hair. I didn't notice that either. <laughs> and there was a spread of donuts, though. I have to stay on brand and say how much I did appreciate that. Yeah. Right. And then her boyfriend walks in, but it's her boyfriend from ten years ago. Yeah, it's the one Tyler. Who's now a. Uh, Newscaster, a sportscaster. Yeah, no, Tyler. Tyler. Oh, Tyler. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You're right. And there was a and kiss on the lips when they greeted. Yes. Oh, yeah. Which is allowed in a Hallmark smooch. movie because in this this timeline of a time jump back in time, I said time a lot. Uh, she's officially with him as boyfriend girlfriend, so they can show the kiss. Right. And. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're not sharing a room later on, though. I noticed that. Yeah. Yeah. Hallmark is like, let's not get crazy, people. Mm-hmm. We said they divorce. Can... You can only do so much in a movie. Mm-hmm. They can smooch, but that's about it. But they can't bump uglies. So then, of course, she starts acting weird. She goes to Doc. <laughs> he 
at first acts like he doesn't know what she's talking about. Then she goes to make a phone call, but it's her old phone. It's a 2011 phone. And it was small. It was, it was, it was like the small. iPhone, probably the four or five. Yeah. I think I brought this up before. If I was ever involved in time travel, I wouldn't even know I went back. You know, I'd still have my, you know, still having my disc man, some old phone. We have a disc man. Let's go back in time. No, it's just 2021. So, so she calls the number, she calls his number, but the number's a wrong number. And then no, it's not, it's not. Oh, that's right. She called the hospital. Yeah. And they're like, who the hell are you? <laughs> is that how they behave in a hospital? That's how they answer the phone. I don't think they were quite that dismissive, but she was asking not, for her friend, uh, and, and they didn't know who she you? was. Yeah. <laughs> so she realizes that she is in 2011, which I was kind of like 2011. Yeah, you could have gone back to like 1981. Well, or something. it it's yeah, more exciting. Well, yeah, but then the, that wouldn't work for the plot of this movie. True, true, true. Because I one thing I have noticed, and this is a, a fairly new Hallmark trope, or, or being used more often Hallmark trope, trope is they they will do this time travel magical element, but it's only traveling back to fairly recent past uh, uh-huh. to to basically say like oh what if i had made this other choice right so so then her dad with the hair who i think is good looking her dad was waiting for her and uh for her and tyler and tyler and the dad like hit it off immediately and then they go home they meet the family i loved the dog and i love how cuz for those of you who don't know, Hallmark has a policy that the dogs that they use in these movies have to be rescue dogs. Mm-hmm. And so this was a rescue dog, and it looked like it was a purebred bulldog. The, the dog's name was Boomer, which there, there used to be a TV show called Here's Boomer. So maybe it was a reference to that. What was the so premise wonder, of that? It was on like the 80s. Here's Here's Boomer. It sounds like a sitcom. I feel like I remember the title. I just remember who was in it or what it was about. Well, it was a dog. Boomer was a dog. Oh, show. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's Wouldn't it Boomer. be cool, though, if like you went, okay, Boomer, and the dog would come? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Boomer. So everyone is very happy in this movie, and then they cut to one of the million Jordan Sparks movies commercials that they had, and Jordan Sparks looked like she was happy too, and singing. In fact, at one point, it wasn't real obvious that it was a commercial at first, because, you know, most of them, they have the voiceover, and you see the magical graphics on screen, but then they just showed a scene yeah, from the yeah, movie, they, they just did. cut right to a scene, and it felt like, oh wait, who are these people in this movie that we're watching now? So I'm like, they are really gunning hard for this movie. I started watching it. I started watching the scene. I'm eating a lifesaver too. Mm-hmm. So, hmm. so then we go back. We go back from Jordan Sparks Land. Tyler actually likes her family. 
meanwhile, Angie is mm-hmm. acting weird because she keeps on forgetting that she's in the past. And so she's still talking like she's in 2021. She's so spazzy. And so, and so everybody is looking at her like, what the fuck is your problem? What are you talking about? They have every right to. And so then uh, Angie, Angie says that actually this Christmas where she's at was her best Christmas ever. And so the sister is giving her the stink eye and kind of looking suspicious. Mm-hmm. They, they go Christmas tree shopping. They, they look for a, the, a Christmas tree, of course, they, to find the perfect tree because, you know, it's a Hallmark family. Mm-hmm. And so she takes her little nephew to go see Santa and little nephew is saying how he wants brother and sister and everyone's acting weird about it. Yeah. Well, Santa, by the way, is Ben. Santa is Ben. Yeah. Ben, the guy for, that she had run back into in New York City earlier in the movie. And Ben, <laughs> Santa. Santa's got a weird voice. Did you notice? You know, like when you go see Santa, he's got like the, the red suit on with like the, the fuzzy white trim on and the red hat and the black boots. Right. What color gloves are Santa's gloves normally? They're white, aren't they? Yeah, they're white. Yeah, this Santa, played by Ben, was wearing black leather gloves like he just completed a heist. It was Santa Daddy? Yeah, but he had a weird voice too. He was like, "I am Santa." I know it was something bizarre. I don't think that was a real Santa. <laughs> so, so, so Ben still had his beard, but it was just a little more like clean, mm-hmm. cleaner shaven. Still cute, mm-hmm. still very mm-hmm. cute, mm-hmm. and. Still straight. Still straight, you know. Straight woke. Uh, And so she she introduces Tyler to Ben, and Tyler's actually jealous. Yeah. And do we think Tyler is jealous of Ben or of Angie? Just wondering out loud. He's jealous of he's jealous of their relationship. Hmm. No, I, I get the accusation. This didn't cross my uh, mind. I, I, I'm not accusing anything. I'm just asking a question. Uh, no, you know, just, you know, suspicions. So, <laughs> so then, oh, so you know how every Hallmark movie has an event? Mm-hmm. So the event for this mm-hmm. movie was Aunt Mert's Christmas party. And Aunt Mert wasn't really their aunt. No. But everybody in the town called Aunt Mert Aunt Mert. And her Christmas party was famous. Aunt Mert, I don't think, had any real relatives, so she made it this, like, slogging obligation upon the town. She had a, she a granddaughter. Oh, she did? Yes. Her granddaughter yeah. was a, a pretty big oh. character in this movie. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. She did, she did, yeah. Because... Just, here I am saying bad things about Aunt Mert. And we meet Aunt Mert. So, so the joke is that they must have done a little meth before they did this movie because this entire movie, they were talking like a mile a minute. Yeah. And blah, 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 blah. Like literally, like I had to sometimes rewind it because they were talking that fast. I, I'm not even trying to be dramatic when I say this. It was exhausting to watch. It truly yeah. was. So then Chloe comes on the scene and then I tech, I sent Chase the message saying, wow, Chloe did meth and coke. Yeah. Because she was like, even more extra than the rest of them. So, so then, oh, so yeah, Chloe is Aunt Mert's granddaughter. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I wrote she's hyper. 
Yeah. Yes. So then, yeah, we find out that Gren, that Ben's grandmother raised him. And so, yeah, uh, Angie's family basically took him in. Mm-hmm. So then they're all in the living room. They're watching Miracle on 34th Street. And we notice that the parents are a little distant from each other. Mm-hmm. To the point that dad's like, her dad's like, I'm not sitting next to her. Like, it was <laughs> no. pretty obvious. Well, like, Angie was sitting on the couch, and the mom was there, and the sister was there. But there was, like, clearly room for one more. She's like, Dad, come sit over and, like, sit next to Mom. And he's, like, over at his recliner no. on the other side of the room. He's like, no, I'm good. Yeah, I yeah, say he's got a magazine. I took out my magazine. I don't want to sit next to her. I'm tired of that. But then Angie wakes up and she's on the train out of nowhere. Well, that just doesn't make any sense. That was jarring. Yeah. And it was jarring every time they did it in this movie because there was nothing that led up to or uh, I guess explained to us that these were the rules of this time travel universe that, oh, we're going to keep visiting this train until you get things right. Right. So this is where it turned into Quantum Leap. Basically. It should have been like she should just woke up in bed and like and like leaned over her bed, seeing that Christopher Lloyd was kind of like under the bed with his head sticking out. <laughs> well, you know, his, and they could have dialogue. There. His, his train conductor costume looked a little bit like the conductor on Thomas the Train on PBS. Ah. And I've I've never seen that show, but I've seen clips, and it always looks like the conductor is really miniature and like pops up in weird places. Is that how it I think is? It does. Yeah. No. So we could have ben Christopher Thomas, Lloyd just like popping up. Yeah, there's ben no Thomas reason why the train not. looks disturbing. That face on that train. Yeah, <laughs> but <where> this <laughs> isn't really Thomas, is because the conductor is a live action person. Like I think Ringo Starr played it one season. George Carlin did it. Yeah, Carlin did it. Wow, so they get like good people to be the conductor. Yeah, maybe Christopher Lloyd is like they won't hire me to be the conductor, so I'm going to do this Hallmark movie. I'll show them. This is this is my audition. So, so, so yeah, so Angie is like, what the hell is going on? And all Christopher Lloyd says is, you just, you need to appreciate this. And then she brings out her ticket and it's only half a ticket. Yeah. Like in Back to the Future where the picture's fading. It didn't even dawn on me until you said that right now, Kurt, that that was completely ripped off from the movie. Right. I'm actually angry now that you point that out. And so he said, until you put things right, which is basically until you put things right, which is basically back to the future and quantum leap. And if once you put things right, the ticket will be a full ticket and you can go home. But if you You know, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. I read that Corey Hart, the singer who did Mm -hmm. I wear my sunglasses at night. Mm -hmm. They they were actually interested in having him play Marty McFly. Oh, they were offering the, him not only the role, but they were they were pursuing him for like at least a screen test for it. But he didn't he didn't want to do it. Well, you know, uh, uh, Michael J. Fox wasn't the first choice. It was Eric Stoltz. Actually, Michael J. Fox was. was the first choice, but couldn't do it, so they cast uh, Eric yeah. Stoltz and then fired him. And then it got. And then remember, it was between Eric Stoltz and um, C. Thomas Howe. C. Thomas Howe almost got it, but then. Uh, crazy. It's crazy. Michael J. Fox is like, what do we do, baby, with our love? 
La, da, da, da. I think that's Johnny you Mathis and Denise Williams, not Michael J. Fox singing that. <laughs> Denise Williams, let's hear for the boy. Yeah. Can you imagine how crazy the shoot was for Back to the Future? Because basically they were shooting like around the footage they already shot. Because they already shot pretty much. They, they shot most of the movie. They, filmed, they, they filmed for they two filmed weeks for before two they fired him. No, it was like five. No, it was like two weeks. No, have you ever seen the stills? Because and I also heard an interview with uh, Tom Wilson, who was Biff, and he said that they they were almost finished shooting the movie. And I've heard that the only and I, I think I read the only thing they hadn't shot was like the opening scene, like the, the scenes that were in the eighties, like the beginning and the end. Because mm-hmm. if you ever look at the still photos, the diner scenes, um, the the mall parking lot scenes, the uh, Dance scenes, all that stuff is with Eric Stoltz in it. Well, there's a a show. I've read a book about it, and there's a show on Netflix called The Movies That Made Us, and they did an episode on this last year. I may have to go back and rewatch that because I might be wrong in the timeline, but I I didn't think they had shot most of the movie. I thought that they were a few weeks in where it was still a very expensive problem to have, uh, and, and they basically went to Spielberg and Spielberg went to the, cause Spielberg was uh, producing, not directing. And Robert Zemeckis at the time was coming off of things like Howard, the duck. So hadn't yet had a hit movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, that no, he directed. No, 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 Robert Zemeckis did, uh, didn't do Howard, the duck. He did, uh, he did, uh, romancing the stone before this movie. Did he direct romancing the stone? I think so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now the timeline with, is all fuzzy with Joan Wilder. But anyway, the, the point anyway. being that there this series on uh, Netflix, you should go watch it because it, it, it will. Uh, I'll watch that. You know, yeah. so, so then Angie gets off the train. She goes into this shop and Ben is talking to a giant nutcracker. And then she, then she tells Ben, I'm from the future. And Ben's like, what crack have you been smoking? And then Ben's like, I'm hungry. Let's go eat. And so then, meanwhile, Tyler is asking Angie's dad for permission to marry her. And so then we go back to Angie and uh, Ben, and Ben's like, okay, so if you're from the future, you tell me something. And so she's like, you choke on a gumdrop and I and I save your life. And he's is, like, "Is Tyler a good-looking guy? He kind of looks looks yeah. like oh, a yeah. boy band uh, member." Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And and then Tyler was back home talking about his career, and Angie's like, "You know, you need a catchphrase," and she gives him his catchphrase, which he ends up using in the future. So then all of a sudden, Angie is noticing some weirdness between her parents. So Angie's like, Mom, what's up? And Mom's like, oh, you know, your father just needs his alone time. That's all. And once again, the little kid starts being a pain in the ass and asking her mother, who is upset because she can't get pregnant, he's asking his mother for a brother and a sister as the mom looks like she's getting stabbed in the heart because she's finding out that the like her IVF treatments aren't working. How many how many kids did she already have? Two. One. She had one. No, she had one. At the she beginning of the movie, 
Uh, she has one, and they're trying to adopt a girl. Uh, so that's yeah. in the present day. And then when they go back in time, the boy that you see in the beginning of the movie is now much younger because it's 10 years earlier. Um, he's four. Yeah. And we find out that they're trying to have another kid. That wasn't working. So then they were trying IVF, and that isn't working. So, because they're making gingerbread houses or something. Yeah, it's like they're gingerbread house making time. Yeah. Yeah, they love gingerbread yeah. houses. And so, so they're there, and all of a sudden, Ben eats a gumdrop, and he starts choking. Mm-hmm. And then Angie runs over and gives him the Heimlich maneuver, and the gumball flies out of his mouth and hits Tyler in the face. Yeah. She also said that, that uh, when Ben did his school play, his pants fell down by accident during the play. Oh, I saw I that happen last that. week. You saw somebody's pants so, fall down during so school play? So last week... I was at Palm Springs Gay Pride, and we oh, were with people's pants at a Palm Springs Gay Pride. It would be rude if you didn't see that. Well, no, it was, but this wasn't nice intentional though, because right. we were sitting in a restaurant eating. Well, as the parade was going by, where's the story and, going? <laughs> and this guy was standing in front of the restaurant, and he goes to walk away. And as he's walking away, I guess he didn't belt his pants up tight enough, and they fell down. Oh, I guess it does happen, though. And it was someone, and it was a butt that you didn't want to see. Well, yeah. It, it rarely ever is. Like, back <laughs> when I was still going to a, a public g- or yeah, a gym, if the people in the locker room that were always, like, un- disrobed or walking around ready to shower, it's never anyone that makes you comfortable looking at. Right. Right. So, so it's some dude like drying his balls in the hand dryer. Oh, but drying their balls in the yeah. hand dryer? People aren't doing that. Yes. Oh, yeah, they are. Yes. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Yes, Kurt. Yeah. That happens. Yeah. I haven't been to the gym in a while. Well, so my balls are wet. Don't go to, if you don't want to see some balls drying, don't go to a gym in West Hollywood. No, I'm going to avoid that. <laughs> it sounds problematic. Oh, so th- so I did like <laughs> I did like Tyler because Tyler was spying, and he was spying on Ben and Angie, and Angie's sister catches Tyler spying, and she's like, "Don't worry about it. They're just friends. You'll be fine." Well, you know this Ben is a problem uh, for me because he is. There's a couple problems with Hallmark is presenting to their audience. Ben's not the kind of guy that gets gets a lot of girls. He's, he's very cute needy. though. Nah, he's too. Doesn't matter. He's just he's too needy. He's kind of clingy. She, it's 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 not very feasible that she's going to end up with Ben unless she's at unless it's out of desperation. And while we're at it, they're showing ads for some movie about some instant family that happens based on ancestry.com. Uh, that doesn't always work out so well. Um, I've already done that. As a matter of fact, well, I'm going to be seeing some of my Ancestry.com family over Thanksgiving. I think for you it has. Yeah, for you, for you it has worked out. But it's, it, you know, that's, that's a, what do you call it? So, Crapshoot. So as they were showing that commercial, I was like, oh, that's very 2019. Yeah, you like doing that. That's, that's oh, cool. I loved it. I've yeah. actually met more cousins, actually. But yeah, I'm seeing some of them. We're going to New Orleans for Thanksgiving. Oh, and wow. so I'm going to see 
some of my Ancestry.com cousins while we're down there. Wow. Um, oh, okay. So this next part, uh, you and Angie, was, Angie was explaining that when Tyler proposed to her, because basically the story is Tyler proposed to her and she turned him down. And so this time Angie's like, if Tyler proposes to me, I'm going to say yes. So the story was that they were drinking champagne and Tyler put the engagement ring in some champagne. So they're out. Tyler orders the champagne and Angie goes to drink the champagne. But she thinks that there's a ring in there. But then she looks and there's no ring Mm -hmm. and she's pissed. She's totally pissed. Mm-hmm. And then we find out that Tyler got a big sports casting job. And they need to go to Barcelona tomorrow. Nice. Jump on that plane. And then Angie's talking. To, but Angie's like, I don't know. I, I don't know if I can go. Because this is a good Christmas. And I can't just up and leave. <laughs> and plus... I got Aunt Mert's party to go to. Yeah. And he said, so, you blockhead. I'm inviting you. And he'd say that. That would be disrespectful. But it's like, skip Aunt Mert's, Mert's party. It was pretty wild. Just in, in terms of just logic, it was pretty insane that he got this net, this network sportscasting job. And tomorrow we're sending you to somewhere that we probably would have had to do weeks of planning for anyone else. And... It's not like, you know, you take your passport with you to go to your parents' house. Mm-hmm. Well, he brought a couple suits. I mean, I was surprised by that. So maybe he did bring a passport. Full suits? Right. So, so then the next scene, Angie and her mom are wrapping gifts. And Leah, Leah Thompson, is talking to Angie. And we find out that Angie is not the best sister in the world because Angie doesn't know a lot that's going on in her family. Like, she didn't know that her sister was having trouble getting pregnant and having IVF. Like, she didn't even know. And then we find out that, and this is very, like, in-depth for a Hallmark movie, we find out that her two IVF embryos didn't make it. And I was like, wow, Hallmark, you're getting really deep. And so that was like her last chance for IVF. What what does that mean? IVF? In vitro vitro. fertilization. Okay. And it's like a very, it's a very stressful, painful process because, you know, you, you get shot up with hormones and you've got to time everything and the embryos and planted, but then there's no guarantee that it's going to stick. It's a whole, mm. it, it's very hard mm. and it's expensive too. Um, so then, uh, Oh, it's a while. So while Angie's sister and her husband are having the discussion about IVF. Angie is eavesdropping. So I'm like, okay, it's stepping up. There's a, there's a lot of eavesdropping going on. This is mm-hmm. good. And Angie gets caught, though. And then she's like, well, you know, sis, 
why didn't you tell me that, you know, you're trying to get pregnant and you were having trouble? And the sister's like, well, we were never close. So you probably wouldn't have cared anyway. <laughs> she said, that's true. Well, she did cop to it, actually. And yeah. I kind of like that because she copped to it and she's like, you know what? I'll do better. And um, so this next part is dumb because the sister tells uh, Angie that Tyler's jealous. And so then Angie concocts this hair, harebrained scheme to, to make it look like Ben and Chloe are dating. And Ben and Chloe are in on this. And this is where I was saying that they well, could, instead of having this insane Chloe character, which really served nothing to the movie, if they're going to do this scheme, which didn't go anywhere, by the way, they did nothing with this plot point. But if they're going to do it, they could have Sabrina come back and do it. Right. This was a scheme. Yeah. I thought this was like I thought. I thought Chloe really, really thought she. Was- well, she no, ended no, up no, no. liking him, but it was a scheme. Oh. So then they go to Aunt Mert's house to meet Aunt Mert, and who is there but Vicky from One Life to Live? Aunt Mert isn't is Vicky. Aunt Mert yeah. was Vicky Erica from One Life to Live. I knew that one, and I was like, "Oh my God, Vicky!" Because I haven't I seen Vicky in years. In the face, she looks a little like a blown up um, sissy SpaceX. Like her, she's always looked like face. that. Like she has not changed. I've been watching One Life to Live. I started watching One Life to Live like when I was like four or five years old, and Vicky has not. Like she looks the same. So I was like, "Oh my god, Vicky!" Vicky. So so then um, Angie they. There is a lot of talking in this movie because then Angie's like, Dad, what's your problem? So much exposition. Yeah, it's a walk and talk. But Dad, he's like, we like different things. Dad, yeah. This couple could get their shit together. Like, that's your problem? You like different things? Right. He's like, you, you like to go out. You don't want to sit. You don't want to sit in a couch. With, sit down and shut up. <laughs> Some people have, you know. Because here's the deal. As a married person... Having different interests is actually a good thing. 100%. Because, you know, I did the COVID thing where I was around my spouse 24 hours a day. And, yeah, hobbies are good. (laughs) 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 You saying that is as veiled as me saying, so Ben and Tyler are playing straight in this movie. Right, exactly. Uh, uh, Very tactful episode yes <laughs> but then when when dad tells angie that the mom is getting on her nerves angie wakes up and she's back on the train at this point it, lo- it seemed like angie and christopher Lloyd were about ready to make out well that would have been lifetime yeah i'd like to see that you took the wrong christmas train this, christopher, yeah. christopher Lloyd was leaning in these cuts, cutaways to the train, I'm guessing they did it because they wanted to have more Christopher Lloyd in the movie, but they were pointless. Once you got the premise of the movie established early, you know, early on with him, you don't need him to come back until the end of the movie when it's all wrapped up. Well, you know right. what it is. They, they probably shot all the scenes in one day, so they're shooting them all in the stupid train. <laughs> That's probably what happened. Oh, yeah, so he had but, like the, the Eric Roberts contract? Yeah, yeah but, so they're not going to fly him out to some other... 
location. No, I, I'm not saying that he needed to appear yeah. in their world. I'm saying you didn't need this much of his character in the movie. Oh, you didn't need him at all. No. Well, you just didn't yeah. need that to go back to the train to establish that she's back in time. We already know that. Like, yeah, we, we already get the rules the of this are she needs to fix something in her past so she can move on to the future. You don't need to keep going back to that saying, nope, didn't fix it yet. Because, yeah, her going to him, he did not ad advance the plot at all. Right. No. You're going to go back to the train. So then she goes back in time again. She goes back, and then they're having, like, a secret Santa thing. It's a white elephant. Which and they had to explain to Tyler. Right. They explained to Tyler what the white elephant is. Yeah. Which did White elephant in the room. So someone regifted Angie the snowball, the snow yeah. and jury box, which turned out to be a jury box that uh, she, ben. ben gave her when they were kids. Yes. Yeah, the gift was, like, this frosty the snowman box that she like found in the attic dug it up in the attic here's your gift well that for a, a white elephant that is an appropriate gift because a white That's elephant gift is like, well a, a white elephant party is like you know sometimes the gift is amazing sometimes it's crap sometimes it's like huh and that's part of the fun of it is then you're then stealing gifts from each other right but then who knows what to get? So everybody gets assignment. You get the shitty gift. You buy the shitty gift. Sometimes, you buy the nice gift. Like I've gotten plenty really? of white elephants, and sometimes I get great gifts, and sometimes I get pure junk. All right. So then they're having a family snowball fight. But when Tyler throws a snowball at Angie, it's actually not a snowball. There's a ring inside of it. Let's back up back to the uh, the frosty uh, the snowman uh, jewelry box okay. for a quick second because there's a candy bracelet in the box when Angie opens it and then Ben asks her if there's more in there and Angie says no and that's an important plot point later. Oh yeah, true, true. Then sorry about the, the, the proposal. Snowball, yeah, right? true that. And. Uh, Tyler throws the snowball, but there's actually an engagement ring in the snowball. And he proposes. Angie says yes. They're engaged. Ben is sad. And then Aunt Merck gets hit in the head with an ice ball and ends up in the hospital for a week. But then, no it is insurance. a violent right. turn for a Hallmark movie. She's got no health insurance either, so she's like, Aunt Merck is Victoria Lord, and she's one of the richest people in the United States because she is from the Lord Publishing Dynasty. Who? In Aunt Merck. Vicky. She's from the Lloyd Publishing. She's from the Lord. She is Victor Lord's daughter, and she's oh, the from Lord's the Publishing Dynasty in from Landview, Pennsylvania. Oh. <laughs> yes. Oh, Vicky is. Yes. Oh, so so Angie looks at her ticket. It's still not. She thought that when she accepted the engagement, that was her unfinished business. But that's not because the ticket is still like half gone. And so then Angie's talking to her mom and Angie's like, OK, mom, what's up with you and dad? You guys are having weird sexual energy you're you're not talking. What the know. hell is going on? Weird sexual energy. Uh, yeah. And so, so then, 
the mom once again is like, well, you know, good. we've we've grown apart. And then she shows this picture, and it's a picture of the parents. But it turns out that this was when they first met at Aunt Mert's first Christmas party. Mm-hmm. And so then Tyler, meanwhile, is still pressuring Angie to leave with him. And she's like, no, Aunt Mert's party is tomorrow and you need to go. And then um, mm. and Angie is having, you know, later than Angie's having coffee with Aunt Mert. And you could tell Aunt Mert's giving her a look like, OK, this guy isn't right for you. Mm hmm. I disagree with Aunt Mert. I think he was the right guy for her. She's like, where do you fit in? Shut up, Aunt Mert. Well, My man has a job and he's successful. What the fuck are you talking about, Aunt Mert? And then I would Aunt, take the coffee to splash in her face. Aunt Mert was very rich, though. But, was Angie. Well, but the reason why Aunt Mert was saying this was because throughout their coffee, Tyler kept on getting phone calls and getting up and leaving the table. Yeah. Tyler's yeah, being a job. Sorry, Aunt Mert. He has a job. So does Ben. Yes. What's his job? He goes there and becomes a corporate lawyer. Oh, okay. That, that, that's a job. Yeah. But not, you know, he's not doing that now. No. But she's not a surgeon yet either. Like, you know, they have to actually finish their schooling to go do that. Oh, I'm saying he's taking phone calls because he's working at that moment. Right. Oh, I don't know. And I wouldn't throw, a, I'm not saying it's hot coffee I'm throwing in Mert's face. It's, you know. Lukewarm. I'm not, I'm not trying to injure somebody. Well, you know what though? If you threw hot coffee in Vicky's face, she'd I turn wouldn't. into her. She'd turn into her alternate personality, Nikki, and Nikki well, would kick her ass. Well, I would throw hot coffee in Nikki's face, but that's the only exception I'd make. Otherwise, I don't uh, advocate hot coffee in those faces. Nikki was Vicky's tough other personality. Who was a I knew a girl named Nikki. Oh, I knew a girl named Nikki. Some say some, some say that she was a sex fiend. I met her in a hotel lobby masturbating in a magazine. Thank you, darling Nikki. Okay. Like oh, that? so so <laughs> they so they're getting ready for Aunt Mert's party. Leah Thompson can't find a dress, and mm. because obviously Angie and her sister hid it. And so Angie's like, oh, you can't find your dress? Well, I <laughs> well, have naked a dress right for moves, you. So. Do it again. Yep. And so... A deceitful daughter. She hid, hid the dress. But yeah. she was using her powers for good. Yeah. Because then Leah Thompson shows up at the party wearing the dress, and it was the dress that she was wearing when she first met her husband. And I got to mm -hmm. say, that is very impressive, though, to fit, be able to fit into your dress from 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. It was a nice dress. And she had to make, because I was like, and I wrote here in my notes, you see, because the dad was like, boing, like, what's going on? You're beautiful. And I was like, see, all it took was a makeover. Well, as I said, I would be willing to engage in amorous excursions with, um, Leah Thompson. So well, the dad couldn't take his hands off of her. All it took was makeup, an updo, and a red dress. Yep, put a little lipstick. You got to right. slut it up. You know, she but, she should learn that from the end of Greece. She should slut it up for Christmas. A dress though. 
Huh? Slut it up for Christmas. Yeah, slut it up for Christmas. And then, you know, that's like, what guy doesn't like that? But this dress looked more like a Grecian <laughs> goddess dress. Hmm. Greece, the Grecian, like the, we're talking about living in John again. No, like the like, you know, Zeus and all those people. Oh, that's different. Zeus yeah. TV, right? Zeus TV, like the Black China. Yeah, like Black China. No, Black China has graduated, and she's on Wee TV now. Okay. Anyway. So then it's time for, for the obligatory Christmas party speech. So Aunt Mert is giving her speech, and her speech is all about Tyler and Angie, and Tyler mm-hmm. is actually outside on the phone. But he didn't know they were going to give a speech about him. But this is the part that I caught, because Tyler's outside. It's really cold. He's wearing a suit. Um... Angie walks outside. They're talking. She's kind of shivering. And I wrote in my notes, the asshole did not give her his coat. He should give her his coat. And then he leaves. Ben comes out. And the first thing Ben does is gives her his coat. Yeah. And it's slight defensive, Tyler. Angie did break things (sighs) off with him at that point. Well, because she broke it off with him then. Yeah. No, no, she didn't. She 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 did. did that like. In their bedroom, in her bedroom, she she uh, ended things with Tyler, right? Oh wait, wait, wait! No, it, yeah, it, you're right, Kurt. It was in like the late, the next day that he broke up. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because they go because because Ben and Angie go back into the house. Oh, the is this where where piano. Ben is telling her that he and Chloe fake broke up? Yeah. And her uncle is going to hook him up with a job. There you go. Okay. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's a corporate lawyer job. And Angie was like, are you sure you want to take this corporate lawyer job? You've always wanted to do family law. And Ben was like, well, Hey, you know, it's a job and I'm going to just go for it. And so then the dad is, the dad is playing piano and people are acting like they've never heard anyone play piano before. And, and then we were wondering what that that large thing was in our room. Now we know it makes right? noise. And then Ange, and then the sister decides that you know what I I'm not going to do IVF anymore because it is just you know it's a lot. I'm going to steal and a it child takes a lot the out of me, and it's expensive. And so then Angie was like, well, you know, if you want a family. There's a lot of different ways to have a family. You don't need, you know, there, there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of ways to have a family if you really want one. You could get a cat. Right. A, a puppy. Sure. Oh, so, the, so then Angie wakes up again on the train. And she looks at the ticket and the ticket is still a half a ticket. And then she goes back. And Tyler's like, hey, come on, Angie. Our taxi to Barcelona is waiting. And this is when Angie's like, I'm not going. He, and, she says, that's it. Well, she starts saying, you're an incredible, you know, you're an amazing man. So, oh, come on. Ugh. And she says, I can't. But 
you'll make someone else so happy. But then she says, uh, she says, uh, he said he wants her. I want you, not an incredible woman. So that like was that. funny. And then, um, and then they just end things. And then he goes out in his Uber and sobs. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> oh, the guy's holding in until he gets in there. Just drive. And then it just freezes in icicles on his cheek. Right. So, so then Ben and Angie are talking. Oh, no. B- Angie and her sister are talking. And mm-hmm. Angie's sister's like, this note was actually at the bottom of the white elephant gift. She actually referred to it in this scene, I kid you not, as, wait for it, the Frosty Box. Yes. Which would make a great drag queen name. Frosty right. Box. Frosty That's what they should have called the movie, The Frosty Box. Mm-hmm. That sounds dirty. You know? Yeah, indeed. Yeah. That's why I pointed Frosty it out. Box. Yeah, no, now I get it. Yeah. So then it's a note from Ben saying, saying, you know, Angie, I love you. I've always loved you. Blah, blah, blah. blah. Too needy. And then Angie's like, you know what? I've always loved Ben too. And then she no, looks down no, at her ticket, it. and the ticket was a whole ticket. Bad move. Should have should have gone with Tyler, or find someone else. This Ben is emasculating, emasculated. He's too needy. Unless she just wants someone to boss around. So so now that the ticket's complete, she like she has to get to the train like right now. But she's on her way to the train. She calls Ben on the phone and says, "Listen, Ben." Don't take Chloe's dad's offer. Don't become a corporate attorney. And I love you. Employment. And so then, and so then Ben is like, "Well, what are we gonna do?" And so this is the part that I thought was kind of stupid, because Angie's like, "Okay, so ten years from now, meet me at the rest this restaurant." Yeah. yeah. Which okay, so. If she went back to the future, wouldn't Ben just need to talk to her parents in the past and say, hey, can I get Angie's number? Because she's in college. Well, I think he probably would have had her number still at that point. Right. So I'm going to she forgets. Right. So it could have been like, I'm going back to the future, but call me in an hour. Yeah. Call me in an hour and, and, you know, Old me will reconnect with you while future me goes back into my future, my new future life, which will include you. Right. So, but at then, least we got some really mediocre CGI. Right. Cause yeah, he, he, he shows up at the train and the train like goes through like a porthole. Yeah. So then Angie wakes up. Everyone is there. Oh, Angie wakes up. She goes back to the hospital. She calls home. Everybody's there. So everybody's there, including the dad. So the mom and dad are together. And the daughter and her new niece, which we didn't see earlier in the movie. Yeah, there's a baby. baby. So she adopted a baby. Thanks to Ben. That's good. Yeah. And so, yeah, Ben turns out to be a family attorney. And then 
Angie gets a call from Sabrina and she's like, look, Angie, get down here now. We, there's a surgery that you need to do. So Angie goes, she does the surgery. And then after she finishes the surgery, she's like, "Uh Oh, Sabrina, I'm late for my date. I got to go. And so then Angie shows up at the restaurant and the restaurant is closing and she thinks that she missed her shot. But then Ben is like, hey, Angie, you're here. And it turns out that she and Ben are a couple. The end. Well, we see Christopher Lloyd, too. They walk past him. Oh, he's like, oh that's sh- right. This next shoe part, shine. Right. They walk past and he's getting his shoe shined. And I was like, he's going to look at the camera and wink. Yeah. And then he looked at the camera and he winked. Mm-hmm. Crispin Glover should have played Ben and Tom Wilson should have played the dad. And the guy with the 3D glasses who was hanging out with Biff in um, Back to the Future, I don't know. He should have been in there somewhere. That guy's name is Casey something. Wasn't Billy Zane in Back to the Future too? He was in there. He might well, have been one, one of guys. Biff's buddies. Well, you know the uh, Melora yeah. Hardin who played Jan on The Office was originally cast as Marty's girlfriend, but when they recast uh, Eric Stoltz, uh, she was, like, far too tall, and I think there was, like, a timing issue, too, with schedules, so she wasn't able to do it when Michael J. Fox came on board. Wouldn't that suck, though, if you're doing your gig and you're actually doing a decent job at your gig, but when the star goes, so you gotta go, too? Yeah. That would so suck. I'd be so pissed. Because it's like, I'm showing up and doing what I'm supposed to do. Yeah, I don't know. That's the biz. Life is tough. So, that was it. It I wanted to see Christopher Lloyd so bad. He was in Massachusetts this past summer, and he was doing uh, Shakespeare. He was playing like King Lear or something. Wow. I'm King Lear! I I wanted to, I, I wasn't able to get up to see it. I wanted to make a special, special trip to see that. Well, you know, isn't there a reason you need to go to Boston for? There's a trial in Boston that you need to go. No, he to. missed it wasn't that one. Boston, though, yeah. he wasn't in Boston. He was like some. He was a uh, like somewhere like East Massachusetts, the, like the Berkshires. The trial was the Lori Lachlan one. That that one's over. Oh, okay. Well, you never made it to Boston, Kurt. Was it King Lear? Let's see what he did. Well, no, he Lo- didn't. Well, Lori Lachlan is at the new channel with all the Hallmark traders. It was King Lear. Uh-oh, here's a review that came in. Yes, Christopher Lloyd as King Lear was a bad idea, says timesunion.com. Oh. Oh, well. Well, I still would have enjoyed it, I'm sure. I wanted to see it. Oh. I thought it was a, I thought it was a good idea for me. Well. Oh, well. But, yeah, so this movie, like, you know... It wasn't the worst thing we've watched. No. It didn't piss me off. But, you know, it wasn't. <laughs> I know we shouldn't do this, but this is from, okay, so here's the review Times Union, Lenox, Massachusetts. It starts out by saying, a dead weight at the center of Shakespeare and Company's production of King Lear drags down the entire show. Its name Ooh. is Christopher Lloyd. <laughs> That's awful. Let's not disparage Continue him. Continue reading. That's awful. Continue. <laughs> Oh, what's that? Can you say? You say continue? Yes, please. Um, 
Oh, this keeps coming up a stupid. Hold on. Um, the announcement of the 82-year-old Lloyd's casting to star as the age-raging monarch for a two-month run certainly raised interest and eyebrows. The actor, after all, is best known for playing kooks, including Jim and the uh, sitcom Taxi and Doc Brown, the Back to the Future films. The character of Lear may be interpreted in many ways, but lovable weirdo isn't one of them. Just maybe the thinking went. The powers that be at Shakespeare and Company and the producer's director, who had a nine-year record of directing, uh, knew something the public didn't. But they did not. Oh, They're not happy with this. So, okay, so anyway, it goes on. It's it's a long review. They they weren't happy with him. Well, sorry, Chris. We like you. Well, not in this movie, but we, we like. Do. Him. It's clear. I that actually Lloyd liked him in this movie. Leader. I just didn't think he his character. It was necessary to have him so much in the movie. No. Yeah. You know what though? If his character was Jack Hay, then it would have been. All good. Jack A should have been Aunt Mert. Right? Like, you need to meet up. Oh, I have to follow up with my con- my connection that might <gasps> know her. Yes, you do. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. Well, I- until that happens, Les, how can people find you? You can find me on my website, leskirkendallbarrett.com. <laughs> Or you can find me on Insta at Kirkendall. Jason. Oh, we hinted at this last week, and now it is official. We have hit over 20,000 downloads of our podcast. And part of that is because of fine listeners like you who have gone on and rated us and reviewed us, five-star review on uh, whatever podcasting platform you listen to us on. You can find us all on Instagram and Facebook at Lifetime of Hallmark Podcast. And you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Big Shot Jason. Kurt. Christopher Lloyd is a great actor. And I do not agree. I say perhaps Lloyd will perform over the next, will improve over the remaining 35 performances, and perhaps he won't need a prompter to call out lines as happened twice on opening night. No! He's 83 years old. He's doing King Lear. It's challenging. He asked for lines twice. No! Oh, my God. (laughs) Okay, that's not good. Well, I'm just reading this review that was written, but I'm a big fan of Christopher Lloyd. That's it. I don't have anything to, to plug. I plug Christopher Lloyd's career. Because after all, Betty White always knows her lines. And she's 90 well, something. She's 99. She's Shakespeare. Yeah. Oh, she turns 100 Betty next year. And she always knows her lines. Nine. Anyway. <laughs> oh, and by the way, um, so yeah. it is Christmas season. We have an onslaught of Christmas movies. So, listeners, if there is a specific commercial that you've seen, uh, you know, a movie either on Lifetime or Hallmark, a Christmas movie that you want us to watch, let us know. Because we have like a gajillion Christmas movies coming up to choose from. And I would also so, piggyback onto that and say, even if it's not Lifetime or Hallmark, if it's one of those style of holiday movies that they do, because a lot of other places are doing them, like um, Netflix has Netflix. a few this year as well that is in the same sort of wheelhouse is these uh, holiday movies let us know because that might be in the mix too because yeah i i am definitely open to opening it up to netflix this year because netflix actually had i watched a few of their christmas movies last year and they actually had a couple of decent ones i think they have one with Lindsay lowen this year 
Yes. Oh, we are watching that no matter what. Yes, yes that is Ooh. definitely on the list. So, okay. yeah. So just go, to, uh, go on our gone. Facebook okay. page, uh, uh, Lifetime of Homework Podcast, and let us know there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're yeah, open stop. to it. I'll watch one of them. And yeah. I guess that's it for today. Bye. Okay. Bye. Bye.